Thank you for joining us once again for Kingdom Rock Radio. Now here's a sample of today's broadcast. Can you see a difference here? Where they're just merely in attendance, hearing the word, and we can hear the word. A lot of people like listening to Christian television, Christian radio, got CDs, got DVDs. We can be saturated with the word, saturated with the word, but how much are we really doing? And how do we know if we're doing it? If we're producing fruit. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the rich word of God. Let's go to the book of Luke, Luke the sixth chapter, Luke six. Luke six. And uh, we're going to start at verse 46. Luke six, verse 46. And now, Lord, I just pray that you would just speak by your spirit, that you would teach us, that you would guide us, that you would instruct us and uh, answer questions tonight. Bring healing, bring deliverance, bring salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, it's good to have the freedom just to be yourself. Just to be yourself, just to be whom God has made you to be. You know, that's really what joy really is, what happiness really is is when you allow the Spirit of God to make you who you, are, who you ought to be. When you can just be whom God has made you to be. That's some freedom, and that's true joy. We have spent a lot of our lives trying to please other people, trying to be something that we are not to please them. Uh, can I get any talk in here? We've spent a lot of our lives uh, putting on masks, trying to be something to someone else while betraying whom God, betraying the person that God has made us. I'm telling you, true freedom rings when you finally, when you finally get the revelation that you're not all that bad. As a matter of fact, you're pretty good. And that the Lord is really just blessing you in the moment. He's blessing who you are right now. So just relax tonight. Have the freedom just to be, whom, uh, to be the person that God has made you to be without expectations from others. Just be free to be you. Amen? I'm telling you. All right. But in Luke, uh, the sixth chapter, I'm going to read out of the King James Version, and then we're going to look at the Amplified Bible, and we're going to go further. It says this, uh, the Lord Jesus speaking here, Luke 6, verse 46. And it says, And why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built an house and dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it. Now make special note of that. Could not shake it. Why? For it was founded upon a rock. Verse 49. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that 
without a foundation built an house upon the earth against which the stream did beat beat vehemently and immediately it fell and immediately it fell meaning it had no power whatsoever to resist immediately it fell out right and the ruin of that house was great now a few things i want you to see here uh some very powerful things we want to speak tonight from the subject of are you listening are you listening you know because we can be in a room and you can be looking at me and i can be looking at you and you're not hear a word that's being said i know that parents can can say amen to that about their children lord i wish i'd get some talking here you can say look at me as i'm talking to you and they're looking at you and their minds are far away. It's kind of like the, the story of, of little Bobby sitting at the dinner table. Mommy tells Bobby, uh, sit down. I want you to sit down until you've eaten up all of your peas. And Bobby's brother's over there. And uh, he whispers to his brother, I may be sitting down on the outside, but I'm standing up on the inside. He may be hearing with his ears, but he's not listening. God said, are you listening? Over and over, over and over in uh, the book of Revelations, the Bible says, and several times in Revelation, the third chapter and the second chapter, it says over and over again, uh, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the spirit saith unto the church. Just because you got ears does not mean that you can hear what the spirit is saying and it's not so much uh hearing again with the hearing the audible sounds but it is your the willingness of your heart to receive and to do what is being said we're listening with the intent to do now i need let me have a volunteer up here tonight who can help me bring out a point you've got a few seconds to make your way up here and all right, LB comes on. He's going to help me out. All right. Now, I'm going to give him some instruction. And if he hears my instruction, all will be well. If not, all won't be well. All right. All right. Would you please, sir, um, pick up this container here and put it at the end of the stage uh, on the end of the platform here, and then once you get over there, put this box of tissue in it and bring it back over here. He has followed instruction. Give the Lord a hand of praise for him. Thank you very much. High five, my friend. All right, all right, all right. Now, he heard with the intent of doing. There was a special stress that came upon him when he knew that he was standing in front of the group and I'm going to have to do something. So I'm going to have to listen up really well because I'm going to do this because I don't want to be, I don't look like I'm crazy up here, right? Right? 
He heard with the intent to do. Now, because most of you, or all of you, didn't have to do it, some of you heard it and some of you didn't really hear it because you knew you didn't have to do it. You weren't on spot, right? There's a different level of hearing that takes place when you know you're going to have to do something, you know, when you know you're going to have to perform it. The Lord says here in Luke, the sixth chapter, he says in verse 4, whosoever comes to me and hears my sayings. That is, you have the intent to do what he's about to say. Now, the word here, uh, as it's written here, heareth, uh, is the Greek word uh, akuo. And akuo means to understand, it means to attend to, and it means hearing, to understand, to attend to. So as he stood here, he understood what I said. Now, how do I, how do I know that he understood what I said? Because it, it manifested. Fruit came about. It manifested. Now, if, if this can, box is over here and the container is still back here, he didn't hear what I said. The only way you know, uh, the only way a speaker knows that the hearer has understood is if they perform the action. The Lord said, whoever hears my words... Right. Let's look at that again. Verse 47. Whosoever comes to me and heareth my heareth my sayings. Heareth means to hear and to keep on hearing. Hear and to keep on hearing, which means God is talking and he's still talking. He's still talking to you. Hear and keep on hearing. In other words, don't be distracted, but hear and keep on hearing my sayings. And then it says, and doeth them. Now, listen. To do with the word do with uh, in the Greek is uh, pu, pueo, puyeo rather, puyeo, and it means to produce. I love this. Grab a hold of this. The word uh, do with here means to produce, it means to bear, it means to shoot from. Okay? In other words, you're hearing to produce fruit. I'm telling you to do something, the Lord says, that something may come about that something may come out of the other end. Now, don't take that any further than that. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? I'm telling you to do something to produce something else. Now, understand something. We have that picture and hold that there for a second. Notice how both people, uh, one heard the word and did it, built house on a firm foundation, right? The other also heard the word and built the house. He built it on the earth, but understand there are two houses that are standing. Okay? We typically think, well, unless you hear uh, the word of God, you're not going to be able to build. That's wrong. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? People build lives all the time. Just that when the storms come, they come crashing down because they're not on a firm foundation. Now, who was hearing the Lord's word? He said, whoever comes to me and hears what I say. So both people have come to Jesus and they're hearing what he is saying. We say, okay, it's the church that comes to Jesus and hears what he's saying. But there are many people that hear the words of Jesus, uh, but are not following him. Uh, many people look at Jesus as a philosopher, as a great prophet, and they quote his words in their message. You hear a lot of the words of Jesus in uh, uh, a lot of um, secular music. 
And they say Jesus this and Jesus that, you know, and they'll use a lot of what he said out of context. So they have heard what he said, but they don't intend to do it. And they have used his image. Some have even used his image or used the image of the cross for great gain. So they have heard what he has said. They have understood what he has said. They, they got it out of context and they've used it to build something. And it stands until the winds come, until the floods come, until the, all that stuff hit and beat vehemently. I love the word King James says beat, beat vehemently. That's the slap the snot out of it. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? I mean, hit hard and it's going to fall. Now, so you can build a house. Now, under, now let's bring it down to, to just a church setting for the short time that we have here tonight. We can all hear the word. You can just become a hearer of the word. Just come to church and just hear word and build a life. Just hear word because just the, just the power of God's word will allow you to build. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. So you can just come in and sit under the anointed word without having the intent to do. Just come in and hear without having the intent to do and forget just as soon as you leave the building, forget what you heard and you can still build. And some say, well, I go to church. I'm saved. I go to church. You know, I go to church every week, every Sunday, every Thursday, every Friday, every Saturday. I am there. I am in church. But we notice no growth, no fruit, nothing that has come about as a result of the word that's been spoken. So what happens? Storms come. Bang. Boom. Pray for me. I'm going through. The devil's in my pocketbook. The devil's in my car. The devil's in my husband. The devil's in my children. Pray for me. Do we understand what's being said? Because there was never any intent to do. We never felt the pressure. I got to listen to this because I'm going to have to do this. It's kind of like being in school. Uh, you know that there's a test coming up on Friday. And the teacher says, okay, today we're going to cover the information that's going to be on the test. Anybody remember that? Today we're going to cover information that's going to be on the test. So, so everybody now, if you weren't listening before, now you're listening because you don't want to flunk. Excuse me, what did you just say? Uh-huh, five. Okay, X go Y P. Okay, got it. Okay, yeah, got it. Now we're listening because we're gonna know, we know that we're going to be tested. You see, that pressure is always there. We just don't receive it. Because understand, as God gives his word to you in seed form, he wants it to produce something in you. And he wants you to take the fruit of that and give it to somebody else. You say, well, I heard the word of God and I put that word in action in my life and it has produced this. Here's my testimony to show what God can do. And I know if you just take heed to it, God will do the same for you. I know how he healed my body. He delivered me. I used to be on this. I used to do that and this, that and the other. But I heard the gospel preach and look, it has changed my life. And I know since it changed me, the Lord can do the same for you. You see, fruit goes on, right? It is like a, um, uh, there's a, a banana trees in Africa. I've, I've heard this banana trees in Africa. Uh, some researchers went out. Now, this is years ago. 
They want to find out how were banana trees producing in different areas. You know, it's not like the, you know, bananas, you, know, you open a banana, you know, they're real bananas overseas. Of course, they have the seeds in them. But over here, we have fixed them up in the lab so good, you know, you can't really see the seeds uh, in those bananas. But the real bananas that grow over there, uh, that don't, that haven't been mixed up with uh, science and all that, they have seeds in them. You know, so scientists say, you know, well, how is it possible that this banana could fall out of this tree here? And it doesn't seem like there's any banana trees over there, but it produces over there. There's another tree that's 10 miles or 5 miles or 2 miles down the road. How can that be? Well, they thought, well, maybe it's the wind that when the banana falls off, the wind blows the banana uh, 2 miles away, and then it falls down and it eventually goes into the earth and it's plants a tree. I thought, no, they thought, no, you know, banana's pretty heavy, and that's got to be a strong wind to blow that way on over yonder. So what they did, they decided, okay, let's, let's just study this. What they found out? Well, they found out that monkeys, you know, the monkeys got the bananas, ate the banana, and of course, inside the banana was a seed, and the monkeys, in their travels, the seed went through them. And that's all I'm going to say about that. And so where the seed went through them, of course, it hit the earth, and There's a tree that sprung up. So they understood, hey, it's the monkeys, it's the animals that are carrying the seed to other places. They received the seed off of this tree and they carried it in their bodies. They used it in their bodies and they dropped it off over there. Now, that's kind of gross, but understand the flavor of what we're saying here today. When the Lord gives you his word in seed form, it's for you to use. And for you to drop off to someone else. (laughs) Hallelujah. We're getting this. The difference in the two houses is the foundation, right? One is built upon the rock. And in the King James Version here, it says the other is built upon the earth. Upon earth. Of course, we know that we were made from the earth. Our bodies were made from the earth, right? From the clay, dust of the earth and all So one house is built on the rock of Jesus Christ upon what he said, and we're doing it. The other house is built upon men's understanding and men's wisdom. Oh, you don't have to go to church all the time. You don't have to do all that stuff. You're building on the sand, building on the earth. Oh, you know what Dr. Field said? Well, hey, you know what Oprah said? Well, hey, you know what I saw in entertainment tonight? You're building on the earth, building on the earth, building on the earth. You're building on man's wisdom and not on the wisdom that the Lord has. So when the storms hit, when the plants close, tragedy strikes, all of that, because there's no sure foundation, this house, this life will certainly fall. Immediately it will fall. But those that have been built upon hearing the word of God with the intent of doing and carrying it out and produce fruit, there's my tree over there. You see, I know who's been over here. Monkey number five has been over there because there are trees everywhere over there. (laughs) Right? He's been producing fruit everywhere he goes. So we know the seed is getting out there. All right. Listen to it out of the Amplified Bible. Verse 49 out of the Amplified. It says, but he who merely hears and does not practice doing my words 
is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation against which the torrent burst and immediately it collapsed and fell. And the breaking and ruin of that house was great. It really fell apart. Really bad. And some people, when they really fall apart, end up in the uh, mental institution. Some jump out of windows. People do a lot of things when they really fall apart, when their lives fall apart. Why did they life, why did they, their life fall apart? You say, and they were going to church too. And how did their life fall apart? Well, there's a good thing. I mean, there's a, something you got to notice. Did they just hear or were they producing fruit? Can you see a difference here? Were they just merely in attendance, hearing the word? And we can hear the word. A lot of people like listen to Christian television, Christian radio, got CDs, got DVDs. We can be saturated with the word, saturated with the word. But how much are we really doing? And how do we know if we're doing it, if we're producing fruit? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let me read that same verse to you out of the um, message Bible. I love the way it puts this. It said, uh, uh, verse, verse, 40 and 40, verse 48 and 49 out of the message Bible, it says, If you work the words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who dug deep and laid the, found, laid the foundation of his house on bedrock. When the river burst uh, its banks and crushed against the house, Nothing could shake it. It was built to last. But if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you are like a dumb carpenter. (laughs) I love this. I love the message Bible. You are like a dumb carpenter who built a house but skipped the foundation. When the uh, swollen river came crushing in, it collapsed like a house of cards. It was a total loss. So are we going to be smart carpenters or dumb carpenters? Thank you. We're going to be smart carpenters. Go with me in your Bibles to the book of John, John 15. There's so much more I wanted to show you tonight. John 15, let me just bring to you exactly or bring to you other information here. John 15, let's look at verse 7, 8, and 9. Are you ready for this? John 15, verse 7, 8, and 9 says this, the Lord Jesus speaking again. He said, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you. Ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Oh, that's fruit, isn't it? See, you abide in me, and my words abide in you. Abide means to um, take residence. The Lord's going to stay there. He's not just visiting. We've We've had it where the Lord's been just visiting. Come on over, Jesus. Hey, sit right here. After a while, well, Lord, it's getting kind of late, isn't it? I feel like I got to go do something else, and I can't do it with you around, so good to see you, Jesus. Yeah, okay. 
come back and visit some other time. Or he visits, we allow him to visit when it's convenient. But he said, if my word abide, in other words, the Lord got his own room. Hallelujah. We set him up. This is you, Jesus. This is y'all. This is your casa. Mi casa es su casa. It's you, Lord. This is your house. This is your house. Hallelujah. He abides there. He lives there. He continually dwells there. What happens is if you abide in me, my words abide in you. You shall ask what you will. Ask what you want. And it will or it shall be done unto you. Look, look at verse number eight. Verse eight says, herein is my father glorified that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. Now, there is more, but that's all I want to get there for the moment. We produce fruit by having the abiding word. That is, we continuously, we continually hear what he says. And we do it. We hear and we do it and it produces fruit. His word abides in us. It abides in us. It's not stale. That is, it's producing, ever producing, ever producing, ever producing. Uh, you say, well, what, is the, what will the word of God produce in your life? Well, one thing it will produce is we keep it in us. It will produce the fruit of the spirit. That is love. You find yourself loving somebody that you can't stand. <laughs> Hallelujah. It produces joy. Why are you so joyful when you should be, you know, all this stuff is happening? It produces peace. The abiding word produces peace. You should be a wreck. It produces patience. King James says long suffering. Being patient with people. And people are blessed when you're patient with them. Amen. Those that work in the media department ought to say amen. It produces patience. It produces kindness and and goodness and and gentleness. It produces meekness, temperance, and faith. The word, that abiding word. But what happens when we put the word out of our remembrance, when we no longer are looking in the word, no longer listening to the word? Well, what happens is we revert. We go back to what we used to be. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Unless we remember, we are going upstream and all the world is pushing us back, trying to push us back. And we're fighting, we're we're swimming as hard as we can, trying to be on the Lord's side. It's hard, it's hard, Jesus, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard. And every other fault that we're having is in going back and doing what we once did. Oh, I have more money then, I have more peace then, and you have more hell then too. But oh, but Lord, it's hard. It's hard, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard. We are pushing upstream. Isn't that right? Sure it is. That's right. We're going against the grain. When all the world is telling you that you're crazy, that you're old-fashioned, uh, uh, that you're old-fashioned for waiting, uh, to, waiting to have premarital relations, um, waiting to have premarital relations, you should do it now. You shouldn't wait till you get married. You do it now. When all the world is saying it's okay, you know, a man, a man has needs, girl. You know, he got to have himself some other women. It's just, we understand that the devil is a liar. And all this other one, all the world is telling you, and, and, and the, the heroes, the heroes of the world system are those that, 
that those that uh, many actors and actresses in Hollywood who are who are constantly going into rehabs, whose marriages are constantly falling, but we're looking up to them because they're so beautiful. They have so much money. And if I could be like you, I'd have everything together. All the world, the, the stars and all that stuff, politicians. We're looking to them for examples, and they are falling, falling, falling. That's not the right foundation, is it? We have to look to the Lord. The Lord's going to have to be our idol. He's going to have to be one that we pattern our our life um, to be after. Now, here again, so the Lord said the abiding word is going to produce fruit in us, the abiding word. Now, just to give you an example, another example about, about this, you don't have to turn it to, but in Matthew, the 25th chapter, the Lord talks about um, the parable of the talents. He gave them the parable, he gave them the talents uh, so that they could do something with it. Remember when the, he came back and one of the servants didn't do anything with it? He called them an, an evil or, or wicked servant. I gave you something to do something with it. He also says in Luke 19 uh, about the same case, he told them to occupy until I come. I'm giving you something that is due business until I come. Now, let me give you another example of this in James, the first chapter. Go to James, the first chapter. We're going to do some flipping tonight. Does anybody get anything out of this tonight? Or should I ask, are you hearing? Are you hearing? Are you you listening? James 1, James 1. And this is so fitting because the Lord just ties, he ties everything together. James 1, uh, verse, verses 21 through uh, 25. And it says here, verse 21, it says, Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and, and superfluity of naughtiness and, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to do what? Save your soul. The engrafted word is able to save your soul. That word that is woven into you. It's kind of like skin grafting at someone who's been burned. I've heard about that. I've never done it. Don't want to do it. Something about when somebody gets burned, they take the skin off of another part of your body. And they, you know, stick it on to the part, bad part, right? Isn't that what they do? A little duct tape, a little hot glue, and you're good to go. Right? They engraft that skin they graft that skin in so now it's a part of you in that area well the lord said receive the engrafted word in other words let that word so get into you that you can't tell you from it it is so invaded your life and he said it is that word that is engrafted that is able to save your soul I love the word soul because soul talks about the mind. It talks about your will, your intellect, your memories. It talks about your sanity. Lord, if I receive your word, I'm going to stay sane. These people are about to make me go crazy up in here, up in here. They're going to make me lose my mind. But it is that engrafted word that helps me to save my soul, that saves my soul from the chaos and confusion in this world. Does anybody know what I'm talking about in here? It's the engrafted word, not just the Bible that sits on your coffee table by itself. You got to get that in you. It's that engrafted word, the word that has produced fruit that will save your soul, that will keep you sane. Hallelujah. How many of you, how many of you thank God for sanity? 
Hallelujah. Because some things can come and hit you so much you don't know what's up or down. I'm not sure how many of you have ever been to the point in your life you, you just didn't know where to go, what to do. You were just so confused, so bewildered. It was the Lord that was an anchor for you and brought you back. So we thank the Lord Jesus for that. Now look at verse 22. He says, but be ye doers of the word. I love it. I love it. I love it. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Now we're getting really specific. Does any of that sound familiar to you? Now we're getting really specific. We're going to. It's kind of like we're going to take this engine apart and look at the nuts and bolts of it. We're really going to just get an exploded view of what uh, the Lord was talking about there in the book of Luke. He says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. What? Deceiving your own selves. You're fooling yourself. So if we sit in church or sit under the word of God and... Uh, we, we are receiving life because anytime the word of God is spoken and we hear it, we are receiving life because the Lord said my words are spirit and they are life. But we are deceiving ourselves if we think that when those storms are coming and they are coming, we're deceiving ourselves into thinking that we're going to last in the midst of the storm if we don't produce fruit. Are you with me? He said deceiving yourself. But in verse um, 23, it says, For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man. From Luke, message Bible, we know he's like unto a stupid carpenter. (laughs) He is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. That's a mirror, right? For he beholding himself, beholdeth himself, or he looks at himself, and goes and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. All right, let's look at that out of the Amplified Bible, verse, uh, verse 22 and 23. It says, but be doers of the word, that is, obey the message, and not merely listeners to it, betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning uh, contrary to the truth. Verse 23 For if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it and being a doer of it, he is like a man who looks carefully at his own natural face in a mirror. Verse 24. For he thoughtlessly observes himself and then goes off and promptly forgets what he was like. All right. You go in the bathroom in the morning and you look at yourself. Now, the mirror is one thing in this world that won't lie to you. <laughs> if you got some green in your teeth because you be eating collard greens, that mirror going to tell you. Now, your best friend may lie and say, oh, you fine. You look fine. No, nothing in your teeth. There's nothing in your nose. You're fine. But you get out there and everybody looking. You know, but that mirror will always tell you the truth. If your hair is good, if it's fried, dyed and laid to the side, your mirror will tell you. And your mirror is brutally honest. Isn't that right? If it's right, the mirror will say it's right. 
If it's wrong, the mirror will say it's wrong. If it's on backwards, the mirror will say it's on backwards. So if we look into the mirror and see what is right and see what is wrong and then walk away and forget what we saw, nothing has been accomplished. The Bible says that we, that this person is a forgetful hearer. It's like hearing the word. Oh, I see. I need to get that straightened in my life. Hmm. I really don't need to hate Edgar. I should really forgive him. Hmm. Okay. Benediction. Okay. Yeah. There's Edgar again. I can't stand him. What? Forgetful hearer. Right? Didn't produce forgetful hearer. You saw it. You know it's truth. But you... Push it away. How do you forget something? We forget something when uh, uh, another thought is allowed to take that thought's place. I'll give you an example, then we're going to close. Uh, it's kind of like you go into a room. Anybody ever go into a room and you forget why in the world you went into that room? You know, I was supposed to get something. I don't know why I'm in this room right now. So you piddle around a little bit until you kind of remember it, right? What has happened? Well, you, you knew that you were going in that room to get the jelly beans, but when you got in the room, you saw something else that took your focus, took your attention. You saw Bobby over there with Kool-Aid rubbing it into your white carpet. <laughs> like, oh, my God, Bobby, what are you doing? I'm playing. Oh, my God. Okay, so you help him with that. But what takes the, where, where's the jelly beans? It's gone. A stronger thought has now come into place of it. And you totally forgot what you were supposed to do in there. So when we forget, when we are forgetful hearers, what are we doing? We're simply allowing ourselves to be distracted. Something else, another thought that is more powerful has stepped in the way. Now, sometimes we really got to force ourselves to remember something, right? I'm going to Walmart. I need soap, uh, soap, toothpaste napkins we go leave the car soap toothpaste napkins soap toothpaste napkins soap toothpaste napkins hey mary hey mary how you doing how's the kids oh they're doing fine yeah yeah okay oh wait no toothpaste i gotta write this thing down right something else happens this is the value of writing the word i mean this is the value of listening to it again and again and again making a note right until you really get it in you, until it becomes engrafted and a part of you. When something becomes a part of you, another thought can come up, but it'll still be there. All right, I can tell you that the world is ending tomorrow, but you'll still remember your ABCs. Why? It's a part of you. You've said it so many times that you remember it, no matter what. You remember, you know? So it's got to really get in you. But let's go ahead and close. <clears throat> Listen to verse 25. But he who, of the Amplified Bible, but he who looks carefully into the flawless law, that's the mirror of God's word, the law of liberty, and is faithful to it and perseveres in looking into it. That is, we look in the mirror and we just stay in the mirror. Some of us, yes, stay in the mirror way too long in the natural. I'm not looking at anybody right now. But we look in the mirror of God's word and we stay in the mirror of God's word. We continuously look at it. Even in the natural mirror, 
Every second that passes by, you're actually seeing a different picture because we're all uh, changing. Every moment we are actually changing. If we had one of those time-lapse recorders, you know, the video camera that speeds up the video footage, we would see we change. Some of us may get back, you know, whatever, or more gray hair grow or whiskers grow out or whatever, but we're changing. We're changing. Every picture that we're seeing is changing. When we look into the Word of God, it's, cha- it's not changing. The mirror does not change, but we're changing. His Word changes us. We can look back at ourselves and see where we have been, what we used to do, and we can look at where we are now, and we can even look at how we shall be as we continue to look in the Word of God. But when we leave the Word, when we stop looking at it, we will forget because so much other stuff is trying to push its way on us. So many of our old relationships are, are calling us up. Bills are calling. You know Bill. He shows up every, every first of the month. Bill. Bill is always he's on the phone or knocking at the door or he's in your post office box. Bill, pay me, pay me, pay me. He's always trying to get your attention. And uh, with his friend, Mr. Advertisement, buy me, buy me, buy me, buy me, buy me. Uh, with his cousin over there, you're not good enough, so you need this. You're not good enough, so you need that. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. Those clothes aren't good enough. They're not too, they're not high enough. They're not tight enough. Buy me, buy me, buy me, buy me. So there's so many things out here that are trying to take our attention, that are trying to get us off focus of the mirror. The mirror. Mirror. So we're trying our best to stay in the mirror. Looking at God's word, we're changing. But so many other stuff are trying to distract us. No, I'm going to look in God's word, I will be changed. But so many other things are trying to pull our attention away from it. So what are we saying tonight? What's the question? Are you listening? Are you hearing? Well, show me, if you have been hearing, show me your fruit trees. Where you have been out there. Have others been able to eat from your tree that has been planted because the word has gone through you? It has made you healthier. Eating the banana has made you healthier. You're stronger. And it has also produced life for somebody else. I pray you've heard the word of God tonight. We're going to stop right there. Give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. We're done. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org.